We're going to get into our Easter series leading up to Easter morning. And uh, we're going to talk about no truer words. Words of what Jesus said, Father, forgive them. Jesus said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Jesus said, it is finished. And then one actually that was said by some of the people standing around where they said, this man has done nothing wrong. And uh, we're going to talk about those over the next four weeks as we lead up to Easter. In fact, that last one will be on Easter morning. We are going to have Good Friday services, so join us for that. And then also sunrise with some breakfast and different things. So we are into our Easter season, believe it or not. And uh, I think we're ready. If you have your Bibles, Mark chapter 10 is where we want to be this morning. Kind of continuing this idea of persistence of enduring, of doing what we need to do to keep going and to keep strong in uh, everything that's going on in life. And we'll read that here in just a second. Uh, But we do get tired, don't we, at times? We get frustrated. uh, And the more we go, it seems like, man, the tireder we get. Russell and I and Kenny went over to Indianapolis again yesterday, and we were supposed to do three basketball games for Special Olympics. We ended up doing five altogether. That's a lot of running, kids. That fifth game, you know, at first I'm all energetic and I'm running with him, getting down the court. I thought the fifth game, it's like, you got this, man. You know, so I'm kind of standing there. I make a half effort and, uh, you know, still trying to do a good job. But what I love about doing Special Olympics, this is my first year and I'm looking forward to next year already, is just their attitude. We had a couple kids kind of get, you know, off-site and off-center you know, center a little bit. But even the parents and the fans, and they had banners and all this for the kids. And I thought it was just really cool and uh, what they did. And, but these kids, what I noticed, even though when they missed a shot or did something wrong, they didn't get mad at us for calling it or for other people. They got mad at themselves. And so what I would try to do is say, you got this, as they ran back by. And if you put your hand out, they'd give you a high five every time. And you just encourage them to keep up, and a couple times later, they'd right back at it, or they'd make a shot, then they're all smiles, you know, so everything was good. But I think them, more than even me a lot of times, have more persistence. They have more endurance in what they are doing, because I think they have to work a little harder at it, but they're okay with that. There's another, one of my favorite restaurants, uh, as far as fast food goes, is Chick-fil-A. I like going to Chick-fil-A. I like their food, like their salad. But they have a slogan, and they use a cow, right, uh, to get their message across. And the cows are pretty persistent because they are persistent because they want people to eat what? Eat more chicken. I think there is a picture of it, yeah. You know, these cows are persistent that we eat more chicken. Why? It leaves them alone. Yeah. I know. <laughs> City slickers don't know that. (laughs) But they're saving their own lives by getting us to eat more chicken. Mark chapter 10. I pulled my marker out, so I got to find it again. Is where we want to be this morning, talking about persistence, talking about where God wants us. And we're going to talk about a man who was blind. His name is Bartimaeus. So read with me his story. Let me get to it. There it is. Verse 46. It says, And they came to Jericho. As Jesus and his disciples, together with a large crowd, were living the city, a blind man, Bartimaeus, that is son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. 
when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and said, call him. In other words, bring him to me. So they called to the blind man, cheer up on your feet. He's calling you. Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. Go, said Jesus. Your faith has healed you. Immediately, he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. I love that story. Because I think we're living in a time, not just us as Christians, but people in the world, we're living in a time where it's so easy to give up when answers don't come our way. When things don't seem to go the way we think they should go or the way we want them to go. And when that happens in our life, a lot of times, like we've already talked about, we want to compromise. We want to settle for what is. Or maybe we want to give up. We just kind of throw our hands up and say, it's useless. There's no reason to even try anymore. But this morning, we're looking at Mark chapter 10 about this blind man named Bartimaeus. He's a beggar. Now, if you've been to bigger cities, you go downtown Indianapolis or any big city, what do you see a lot of? You see a lot of people on the corners begging, don't you? And a lot of times, your heart goes out to them and you want to help them. But in the back of your mind, what are you thinking a lot of times? Are they going to rip me off? You know, are they just asking for this and around the corner they got a BMW waiting to get in to go home in? But I would say most of the time these people are legit. And I like the one that was downtown Indianapolis years ago. I saw him. He goes, yes, it's for beer. You know, and he's asking for money. I thought, dude, you're at least honest about it, you know. But he was begging just to get that. And we feel sorry for him, but we also have to understand what they're going through a lot of times isn't by choice. So why is persistence so important? Why am I spending two weeks talking about persistence? Last week we said because some people are settling in life. Our faith may be weakening a little bit. We're tired, we're wore out, we're ready to give up, we're ready to throw in the towel. And I want you to know, when we have those feelings, when we get to that point in our life, it's not that we don't believe in God, that we don't believe in Jesus, we don't believe that he can do what they said they can do. It's not that. I think it's this truth. Because Satan tries to make us think we're unworthy. Satan wants us to believe that we are not worthy of what God has for us. That the blessings that God wants to give us is for somebody else. It's more for them and not me. And there are reasons for persistence for our faith. But I'm going to ask you the question, this blind man named Bartimaeus, what caused him to lose control? What caused him to scream out to Jesus? What made him do that? When he heard that it was Jesus coming down the road, he understood who it was. He understood that this Jesus, this man, could do something for him. So what's happened before Mark chapter 10? I mean, this Bartimaeus has had to learn about Jesus somehow. He has to know who this man was. It isn't by chance that it was Jesus. I want to take this chance of this who it is. He knew who it was. Understand, before Mark chapter 10, Jesus' fame has kind of spread. He's becoming more popular now. Things are happening And Bartimaeus had heard something about Jesus. 
He heard that the Holy Ghost has descended on him like a dove. He heard how he'd been in the wilderness, how he went to the synagogue and cast out the demon out of this man, how he healed Peter's mother-in-law. In Mark chapter 1, he heals a leper. This blind man knew this. He healed the man that was lowered down from the roof because persistence, they couldn't get in the door, so they'd go to the roof, cut a hole in the roof, and lower him down. Persistence got him to that. Jesus has already forgiven sins. He restored the withered hands, the withered hand of a man. He's already stepped out on the stormy sea and calmed the sea. He went to this place where he cast out the legion of demons and they went to the pigs and the pigs killed themselves by jumping over a cliff. See, this guy has heard this. He heard about how he healed the woman that had the blood disorder for 12 years. He's heard about all these stories. He heard about when he went to Jairus' house and healed his daughter. So this man knows Jesus can do something. Understand, when Bartimaeus heard about Jesus, he understood who he was. He understood it was more than just a man. He understood it was just a man who could do miracles. He understood that this Jesus could change his life like none other. And he understood this. When Bartimaeus understood that it was Jesus who he was talking to, it changed him. It changed who he was. He didn't care at that point in time what other people thought. He didn't care what other people might be saying. He wanted one thing and one thing only. He wanted Jesus. You see, we hear the messages. We sing the songs. We speak the words. But understand, but when it becomes routine, we live powerless lives. Please catch that. We sing the songs. We have people every Sunday leading worship. We hear the message. We may go to Sunday school. We may go to Bible study. We may do those other things. And we might even speak the words of the Bible. But if it comes so routine in our life, we don't have the power that Jesus wants us to have. You see, in order to be persistent in our faith, he must be more than all those things. He's got to be bigger than what we can imagine. In order to have the faith to turn the world upside down, we must realize and truly understand and truly have it in our heart and in our minds that he is the king of kings and he is the Lord of lords. He is not just simply a thought. He's just not simply an idea. He is the son of God almighty who came and who died and who rose, who is now sitting at the right hand of the father God. That's who this Jesus is. This is who Bartimaeus knew was coming down the road. This is who Bartimaeus yelled out to. You see, Bartimaeus understood it was Jesus coming down this road. That's huge, folks. That he understood who it was that was coming. So my question this morning is this. Do we understand this Jesus? We can all say yes, but understand, I've said it before, the world believes there's a God. There's a lot of people in the world today who believe there's a Jesus, but there's a lot of people in this world who do not really believe who Jesus Christ is in their life. And we need to understand this. The same Jesus who did all these things 
And we ask the question, what have we truly done for him? And all he really wants is our life and that relationship. You want to know why our kids don't read the Bible in school today? Do we want to know why abortion is more and more acceptable today? Do we really know why? I think it's pretty simple, unfortunately. Because all these people in the world today believe in God, believe in Jesus, but they don't truly understand who he is. And I'm not going to say it's the church's fault. We haven't probably done as much as we could have. We probably haven't protested enough in support of babies' lives, children's lives. But when we understand, when we truly understand that when we are faithful in the house of God, when we do what we can do for God as far as our tithes and serving and doing all those things, when we lead our young, impressionable children in prayer and devotions, then we'll truly finally understand that it is this Jesus that Bartimaeus understood and that not we understood that can change people's lives. We don't walk around defeated when we understand it's this Jesus. We don't walk around negative because we understand who he is. When we truly understand that the job that we do of all ages, yeah, even when we get frustrated, even when we want to throw in the towel, we know that the message is getting across. You know, I see the light on in the nursery. You know, and there's somebody in there with at least two I know of. But what I see is one person is serving, and we, other people do it, while mom and dad can sit and worship this morning. That's what it's about. And it may be a long hour, a long hour and a half for them, but isn't it worth it when we can hear the word of God? Let me show you something about Bartimaeus. When he understood, it pushed him to a level of discomfort in his life. Okay, so Bartimaeus is in our story. He's been blind for a long, long time, probably all of his life. And when he understood it was this Jesus coming down, it took him from a level of being blind and probably frustrated to a level of discomfort. When he heard it was Jesus, he began to cry out. And that really means to scream and to shriek because he didn't care what people thought. He wanted to get Jesus' attention. And I wonder how many today are tired and sick of being sick and tired. And after enough is enough, we finally scream for the master. We finally yell out for Jesus. We finally don't care what other people think about who we are. So many times we're so concerned what society says who we are. Sometimes we're more concerned about what Hollywood has to say about what's going on in the world today. But what happens when we get back to really being concerned about what God's word has to say about what's going on in the world today? I think if we truly think about it, it's going to take us past our comfort zone to a little bit of discomfort. But we've got to be willing to do it. The New Testament church didn't care that the world thought about this blind beggar. In Acts chapter 5, we read about a man who begged for money, and they said, silver and gold have I none, but such I give I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ, they said, rise up and walk. The Bible also says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. But so many times we listen to the world. 
So many times we listen to other people and what they tell us and what we should do. But I'm sorry, if you're sick, you go to a doctor, right? If you want a plumber, you call a plumber. If you want an electrician, you call an electrician. You don't call a plumber if you're sick and you need the doctor. Not a wise choice. He may be good at what he does. But when we understand when it's Jesus. But I want us to see this. Bartimaeus is desperate here. How desperate are we to see our children saved? How desperate are we to see our family saved, our neighbors saved, and maybe even strangers? How are we to have the Spirit poured out upon our church again today? How desperate are we? Or have we just settled? Are we just okay with what's happening? At one time, we knew God could. We knew God would. But now, you think so much has changed. I mean, people have changed, the world has changed, attitudes have changed. You know kids, you know these young people these days, they're never going to do anything different. I point to two kids that do a lot, not just in their schools, but in church also. You know, there's some good kids out there, guys. There's some really good kids. But this blind Bartimaeus, he finally gets to a point where he just simply cries out. Pretty simple. He says, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Man, we pray for grace and mercy. And a lot of the people around him, you know what they said? Did you read it? A lot of the people around him said, hold your peace. You know what that meant? Shut up. Keep quiet. You're blind. You don't know what you're talking about. They wanted him to shut up. It was a nice way to say, hold your peace. But they're saying, just simply shut up. But Barnabas had, Bartimaeus had two responses. He reacted to what he understood. Understand that. He reacted to what he understood. And number two, he refused to give up. Even though the people around him saying, shut up, quiet down, mind your own business. He didn't give up. He kept yelling out, screaming, shrieking to Jesus. And that's what society wants to tell us as Christians. That's what society wants to tell the church today is to shut up, mind your own business, stay in your corner, stay in your lane. Because society doesn't want to hear the truth. Keep your religion inside your church. Don't buck the system. Don't fight for the rights of the unborn. Don't do that. Keep it to ourselves. So we have to remember, he was blind. Bartimaeus couldn't see, and the high class of the day did not accept him. After all, he was just a broke beggar who depended on those passing by to drop a coin in. So a lot of like people in our society today, no one wanted him. They couldn't take care of him. He couldn't work because he was blind and alone. He must have thought in his mind that there was no hope, there was no way out. That's why he simply stuck. But if you hold on for just a minute, as he's listening, someone off to his left or his right is talking about this man from Galilee. He's just overhearing the conversation. He's already heard that this Jesus that's going to be coming down the road has already given sight to a blind man who's already healed withered hands, who's already raised people from the dead. And this Bartimaeus is finally saying that someone is saying that this Jesus, man, he's coming down the road. That Jesus, he's going to pass by. 
And there was something that stirred up inside Bartimaeus that he knew that this was his only chance, and he went for it. And because of that, he lost all his dignity. Yes, they said, shut up, Bart, but he began to scream at the top of his lungs like none other because he couldn't help it. He would not let this opportunity pass. So let me ask us this morning, what about us? What's our story this morning? What are we ready to give up on? What are we ready to throw the towel in on? Where is our faith kind of starting to weaken? And are we ready to really give it all we got and stop listening to the world to tell us to shut up and stay in our corner? Or are we going to be like Bartimaeus, who's a filthy beggar, probably like a lot of us at one time, headed for hell, deserving nothing, without hope, and one day he heard of this man Jesus and lost it all. And just lost it all. What I like about Bartimaeus is this. There's something about the faith that catches his attention. There's something about faith that catches his attention. Verse 49 says this. As Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called, and they called the blind man, saying to him, Be a good comfort, rise, and come. Get up. See, God sees our adversity. God sees our situation. God understands, and he hears our cries for help. And understand, he hears, so that tells me he won't deny us. That he hears what we're we're saying. He will stop, and he'll say, it's okay. And sometimes I think we forget that when we go in prayer, whether we're on our knees or we're standing or we're sitting, I don't care what the position is when we truly go to God in prayer I think we forget a lot of times he says come on come sit here with me be with me in my presence and that's what he's doing to Bartimaeus they said to Bartimaeus be of good cheer for he calls you Jesus called him by name did you catch that Jesus knows who this blind man is And he calls Bartimaeus by name. Do you realize that Jesus knows your name? So when he calls us, and we call upon him, and he's saying, come to me, it's not just a general come to me, it's Dave, come sit with me. It's personal. He says, come sit with me. We have to remember, he created us. He calls us. Isaiah 43, 1 says this. But now, this is what the Lord says. He who created you, Jacob. He who formed you, Israel. Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. He says, you are mine. Jeremiah 1, 5. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you, he said. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Before he was even formed, God knew him. This woman with the blood issue um, has the same kind of faith as Bartimaeus. I mean, she's fighting this for 12 years. She's in a crowd. What does she do? You remember? She simply touches, what, the hem of his robe. You know what that tells me? She's been knocked down, not just mentally, but physically. She's literally on her knees. And she just simply, with all her effort, everything she has, she just simply reaches out to touch the hem of his robe. And what happens? 
Jesus feels the power go out of him and heals her. And he stops and he calls her also. You see, it can be a bold shouting. It can be a bold like this Bartimaeus shrieking and yelling. Or maybe, as this lady was, simply on her knees, probably almost flat on the ground, doing everything she can just to reach to touch Jesus for that healing. Jesus said to Bartimaeus, what can I do for you? And Bartimaeus said that I might see. And Jesus says, go to all these people. He says their faith has healed them. Last thing in your outline says this. The opposite of faith is unbelief. Opposite of faith is disobedience. And my question this morning as we close is simply this. Do we understand? I mean, do we truly understand what Jesus is, who Jesus is and what he can do for our life? Do we truly understand that when we get down and we're ready to stop and we're ready to give up and we just don't think we can go another day, that it's Jesus who is there the whole time just saying, you know, I'm here with you. And I think Jesus is saying in the background, all you have to do is remember where I'm at. And it's Jesus standing right beside us. And then when we call out to him, he says, it's okay, come on, sit here with me. I truly hope and pray this morning that as we are here, that we understand. And I, I, I say that Bible say a lot, that I know I'm preaching to the choir for a lot of people, but I also know if there's just one that maybe is feeling this way, maybe just a little, maybe a lot, that we rem- remember, truly remember, that it's this Jesus who gave his life for us, who shed his blood for us. He will do anything and everything to keep us as his children. Because if we endure, Second Timothy said, if we endure, we will reign with him forever. That's heaven, folks.